Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Learn more about our live stream church services, the Walk in Truth podcast, how to donate, and how to find us on social media when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's part three and the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians 3, 1 through 5, called Bewitched. God's Spirit moves through the preaching of the Word, and when someone hears the Word in faith, they're born again to a living hope. Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. Nicodemus, you mean i got to enter into my mama's womb and be born a second time? No. I'm talking about spiritual things, Nick. (laughs) You must be born from above. This is literally what the language means. You must have a supernatural transformation. I am not talking about trying harder. I'm not talking about a self-help program. I'm not talking about do these 10 things and you'll be a better person who will run faster, jump higher, and achieve all your goals. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about a rah-rah session where you walk into a building and someone tells you you're good enough, you're smart enough, and people like you. We're talking about a Savior who died in our place so that we could be spiritually transformed. Amen? From death to life, from the power of Satan to God. We're not talking about a few things that I add to my portfolio as an American. We're talking about a spiritual transformation from heaven to earth. From God to man. This is what salvation is. That's why if you've experienced it, you don't have to guess about it. Am I saved? No, no, no. You know. Now we have our moments, right? We struggle with the world, the flesh, and the devil and all of that. And so Paul asks another question. Verse 3. Are you so foolish? (laughs) Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Now think back for a second. You have this conversion experience. The Spirit of the living God comes and lives in you. It's no longer I who live. And now you're going to finish the race by your own self-effort. Now some of us have got the first part down. We know we were born again of the Holy Spirit and there was a radical moment when we were regenerated by the Spirit. But now we got it. So now we've gotten away from our Bible. We've gotten away from dependence on the Lord. And we're trying to be better. Good luck. See, if you try in the power of your flesh, you're going to have days that you succeed and days that you fail. Because our flesh, it'd be fickle. Amen? I start diets regularly. Like, (laughs) weekly. (laughs) I had a brother tell me, Tomorrow is always the best time for a, to start a diet. That helps me justify my chocolate cake. My... Have you ever noticed, just when I, I make declarations, all right, this is it, tomorrow, right? Or have, have some of you already done this? I'm fasting until Thanksgiving. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not eating another thing. Until that turkey goes on the table Thursday afternoon. And then about an hour later. 
someone in the office has a birthday. And you're like, I can't do them wrong by not having a piece of cake? Right? Did you begin by the Spirit and now you're trying to perfect yourself through the flesh? What's the goal of the Christian life? It's that the power of God would move through me in such a way that God would be glorified and other people would know His love. See, if you flip over to chapter 5, look at verse 6 to look ahead for a moment. For in Christ Jesus, 5-6, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything but what? Faith working through love. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? You were doing good. What happened? You see, it's the Spirit that enables us. The Kari language of equatorial Africa provides to be difficult for translators of the New Testament, especially when they come to the word paraclete, the word for the Holy Spirit. How could they describe the Holy Spirit? One day the translators came across a group of porters going off into the bush carrying bundles on their heads. They noticed that in the line of porters, there was always one who didn't carry anything. They assumed that he was the boss, there to make sure that everybody did their work. However, they discovered he wasn't the boss, he had a special job. He was there if anyone fell over with exhaustion. He would come and pick up the man's load and carry it for him. The porter was known in the Kari language as the one who falls down beside us. The translators had their word for paraclete. The one who helps me. The one who helps carry my load. You know, there's so many issues in my life and the life of other believers simply because I try to carry my own load. I know the verse. Cast all your care to Him because He cares for you. But we have our little qualifiers. But He's busy. Does He really want to hear about this? He's running the universe after all. <laughs> right? No, the Bible simply says, cast all your care. Isaiah 26.3 says, you will keep him in shalom, shalom, perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. God promises a double portion of peace for all of those who will simply just stay focused on the Lord. Oh, but we're distracted. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. I don't know. Will it? Should I? Should my first default be to pray? Should my default be to give the Lord my worries and concerns? Can I really give Him everything? Look at 6.12. 6.12. Those who desire to make a good showing in the flesh try to compel you to be circumcised. 6.12 simply so they will not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. Do you know that the flesh here could also be considered me trying to impress people with my spirituality? So, it's something like this. I want to make a good showing. 
So I do this and that to look spiritual, like I got this and I'm not really super, super dependent on Christ because I'm, I'm so far in my Christian maturity. And that usually means I look down on the other people that aren't as far as me. Oh, oh, you, you eat that. Oh, you watch that. Oh, you wear that. What's that that you have on anyway? Right? And we become these police that are void of the Spirit. Do you know that Jesus had His harshest words for these people? They put religious burdens on people's backs, yet they were void of the love of God. Let's finish it. Galatians 3, 4, and 5 says, Did you suffer so many things in vain? May imply that they were persecuted for the cross, if indeed it was in vain. The word can also be rendered as an experience. Did you have all these great experiences in vain, if vain indeed they should be? If you have an NIV, fourth rhetorical question, have you suffered so much for nothing, if it really was for nothing? The word could be taken as persecution. So if you were persecuted for the cross, are you forgetting about that? Or it could be taken as an experience. So have you had all these incredible experiences with God, the Holy Spirit, experiencing the love of Christ, the transforming power of Christ, moving from death to life, from light to darkness, from the power of Satan to God, only to go back to a works-oriented system? Did you forget? what God did for you? Snap out of it, Paul would say. You're under a spell. Get rid of it. Look back to Jesus. As the old song puts it, someone put a spell on you, man. And the truth will break that. Come to your doctrinal senses. I put in my notes, be because God is faithful, even when we allow ourselves to be negatively influenced, we can come back to that place of a solid understanding and a solid grace walk with the Lord. Paul is really calling this church to come back to its theological senses. That's why he wrote what he wrote. He's trying to get their attention so that the spell is broken. It's like he's slapping his hands or waving his hand in front of their face. And then finally he says, final question. Does he then who provides you with the Spirit and works miracles among you do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Does God who gives you or gave you his Spirit work miracles among you because you observe the law or because you believe what you heard? Final Rhetorical question sums up the argument. God worked among you or in you through the power of the Holy Spirit. Regeneration, deliverance. Think of some, how many things happen in a believer's life. Salvation, transformation, deliverance, good news, good deeds, impact on others. God provides the Spirit. The Greek word means He abundantly supplies the Spirit. He gives it grace upon grace so that we are overflowing by the power of the Spirit. These miracles are signs of God's presence. They're signs of wonderful change in our lives. So don't go back to trying to perform. Lean in more. Amen. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
Life on the go can make it difficult to catch up on your study in the Bible. If you think about it, Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance is here for you, kind of like a daily supplement to help your spiritual growth. You can listen to Walk in Truth whenever you want because it's on podcast too. Subscribe to Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app. For example, if you have an iPhone, we're on your iPodcast app already on your phone. Walk in Truth is also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. So listen on your hike, during your drive, or while you're getting work done at a coffee shop. Basically, listen whenever you want. Subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. How many things happen in a believer's life? Salvation, transformation, deliverance, good news, good deeds, impact on others. God provides the Spirit. The Greek word means He abundantly supplies the Spirit. He gives it grace upon grace so that we are overflowing by the power of the Spirit. These miracles are signs of God's presence. They're signs of wonderful change in our lives. So don't go back to trying to perform. Lean in more. Amen? See, I think, I think the more we go on with Christ, the more easy it is to kind of operate on cruise control. Anybody relate to that? You can kind of just put it in cruise control because I know the lingo and I know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> it's like the kid in the Sunday school class. He's not paying attention, but he knows that if he says Jesus to the question, he's probably going to be close, right? So the teacher says, when Moses came to the edge of the sea, what was the name of the sea? And the kid says, he's not paying attention. Jesus! 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 Right? And Jesus is the answer, but we need to make sure that we're leaning into Him every day. Starting our day saying, Lord, I give You everything. Would You clothe me with Your power? Would You fill me with Your Spirit? It's Christ in You. The hope of glory. Benjamin West, the great painter, speaking of Gilbert Stewart, a brother artist famed for his beautiful coloring, used to say to his pupils, it's no use to steal Stuart's colors. If you want to paint as he does, you must steal his eyes. When we are baffled in our efforts to live as Christ lived, the record of his life, how wonderful it is, will not enable us to be like him. What we need is his heart. We need his nature. We need him living through us. We need the helper, the Holy Spirit. The Christian life cannot be lived in my own strength. Final story. In his book, Go the Distance, Ed Rowell emphasizes the importance of finishing well by telling the story of how Robbie Gordon uh, finished at the 83rd running of the Indianapolis 500. With just one lap to go, Robbie Gordon knew that he didn't have enough gas to finish. While the other lead drivers had taken a pit stop when the yellow caution flag went up, Following a crash by Mark Dismore, Gordon gambled that he could finish the final 37 laps on one tank of fuel. With just a lap to go, he had to pull in for a splash of methanol. The stop caused him to finish in fourth place. 
In a guest column in SpeedNet, Gordon shared rule number one in racing, quote, you must first finish before you finish first. Gordon learned that lesson the hard way. The fuel gauge in his car had been warning him for some time, and he chose to postpone the solution. The stakes in our lives are much higher. As soon as the warning light goes off in one critical area of life, that is the time to make adjustments or course corrections. That's the time to pull into the gas station. Now, I know some of you like to live on the edge. You ever been riding with someone in their car and you're like, your gas light's been on for the last 10 miles. Oh, we're good. We're fine. I like to live on the edge, baby. Well, you may, but you got others in the car who would prefer that you fill the tank up. Now, actually 10 miles ago, they call them idiot lights for a reason. <laughs> and all God's people say it. So, when the lights flash in our lives, and I think they do every day, multiple times a day, that's the time I got to get refilled. That's the time I got to... And you might say, well, how do you do that? What is the spiritual refilling station? You're sitting in it. Every time you gather around the things of God, every time you worship the Lord, every time you open His Word, every time you pray, every time you turn on worship music, every time you meditate on God's Word, every time you voice a simple prayer, every time you try to live in one single verse, you're getting refilled. Amen? That's why the enemy wants to keep you from this. That's why the enemy wants to keep us so busy and distracted we barely have time to shoot up a prayer in our day. That's why American culture is robbing people of even the day of the Lord anymore. That can't be a priority because we're too busy doing other stuff. And if you fill into the station once a week, you may survive, but I don't know how you're going to thrive. I need to be filled every single day, multiple times a day. Amen? Amen. This is the key to the life of the Spirit. Don't try to finish in your flesh what began in the Spirit. Father, thank You. Thank You for Your living Word. Thank You for Your people. Thank You for this wonderful community of saints. Thank You for Thanksgiving coming up. We, we have so much to be grateful for. And even if we're facing a tough season, I know that the joy of the Lord can be our strength. Father, forgive us for buying into some of the, the lies that seem so attractive in our culture. They can bewitch us. They can mesmerize us. But they can't really produce anything. In fact, nothing from my flesh can produce anything good. I need You. The power of Your resurrection flowing in my life. Lord, would you help us just, just to pause during the week ahead of us, make sure that we're regularly getting refilled. Help us not to try to live out what started by the power of the Spirit. Help us not try to live that out in the power of our flesh. Help us to lean into you every single day. Yield to you every single day. Thank you for your patience with us as we wrestle with these things, Lord. I pray that you would deliver anyone who's hearing my voice who's fallen, fallen under the spell, been mesmerized, come back into bondage. I pray you'd break those chains and make them free. That they would know good deeds follow.
from the power of the gospel, from the grace of God. Father, uh, I also just ask for those who are not sure that they're saved, maybe they've thought that being good enough is what saves you, and the truth is that the cross screams out that we fall short, but we have a God that loves us so amazingly. Jesus, thank you for entering into our pain, bearing our curse and punishment at the cross, experiencing what you did in the darkness and in the pain, defeating death for us, rising from the dead, and imparting us true life. If you've not met the Lord and Savior Jesus, today could be your day. You just have to cry out to him. There's nothing you can do to add to what he's done. You have to exercise faith. It'd be simply something like this. Lord Jesus, I believe in what you did for me. Prayed if it's you. I believe that you're God. I believe that you became a man. You lived the perfect life that I could never live. You died in my place at the cross. You took my punishment and my pain and shame there. Thank you that you rose from the dead. I place my full trust in you for my salvation and for my ongoing walk with you, my sanctification. If you're a prodigal and maybe you've gotten away from the Lord, the simple gospel, maybe you were duped by a system that made promises or all of that. God is so patient. He wants you just to come back. And that's what Paul's trying to do in this section is he's just saying, come back home, come back to the foot of the cross. Father, for this congregation that's faithfully proclaiming the good news to this broken world, keep us faithful. Help us to uh, rely upon you for divine appointments and opportunities to share this most blessed news of all, the good news of the gospel. We love you and we ask that in Jesus' name. All God's people said, amen. You've been listening to Bewitched, part three on Walk in Truth, the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians 3, verses 1 through 5. And don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program or part one or two of this teaching, listen on walkintruth.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, if you'd like to connect with our church, we have a free app that lets you know everything that's going on over here. Adult and kid Bible studies, when our church services are, our free 633 events, and you could listen to our podcast. So download the Living Truth app in your app store today. It's the red logo with the pillars. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, one of the best ways to avoid being bewitched is to know the real Jesus. You see, the more you know the true Jesus, the more you interact with his word, the less you're going to be vulnerable to false teaching, to being ripped off. That's the bottom line, is know Jesus so well, know your Bible so well, that If a counterfeit came across your path, you would know it instantaneously and you would not be stumbled by it. And by the way, if you're a believer who is grounded in your faith, it's your job to make sure others are discipled so that they don't get ripped off by a false gospel. And I would encourage you to be using your life in service of the King. Now that you know the Lord and you're rooted and grounded in your faith, pass it on to somebody else. 
say, hey, let's meet for coffee and go through the word of God. Get into some sort of ministry where you can serve and help others to grow and guard that incredible gospel that we've been entrusted with. Hey, if you need prayer or if you'd like to talk to a pastor, we've been telling you about a number that you can call. and We'd love for you to call Tuesday through Friday, normal business hours, 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. We'd also love to hear from you. like to know how the program's being a blessing to you. You can send us an email at contact at walkintruth.com. And that's the website at the very end there. Contact at walkintruth.com. And again, walkintruth.com is always the way that you can reach out uh, and find out what's going on in the ministry. All the details are there, walkintruth.com. Well, we'll be, we're going to be talking about Abraham's blessing uh, tomorrow's broadcast, talking about being part of, grafted in to that incredible blessing of Abraham. That's tomorrow right here. Be praying for us. We appreciate it. We'll catch you right here. God bless you. And one more thing. Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Your $5 donation helps us broadcast on radio, provide the podcast, and do free apologetic events, all for the sole goal to equip you as a believer or to help you learn more about Jesus if you're not a Christian. Please give your donation at walkintruth.com. And thanks to everyone who's been giving $5 and much more in the past few months. You are a blessing. So join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians 3, 6 through 9, called Sharing Abraham's Blessing. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.